0: You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. I was trying to uh, feel uh, or act a little more excited, a little more uh, pep in my step. But uh, yeah, this last uh, this last week, these, you know things things catch up to you, and uh, you know it's it's hard because you don't like. I'm not going to feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to you know how dare I? There's all these people. Suffering and uh, protesting and all this stuff, and I you know it's it's just horrible so you don't feel like you have the right to feel anything except uh I don't know me anyway, I feel guilty like, oh why should I feel why should I feel anxious? Why should I feel depressed? Well, because it's the world we're living in, that's why, and it's everywhere. so another news, uh, we got a great guest today. Um, also, uh, check out the Instagram. Uh, handles at inside of you podcast and twitter at inside of you pod i'm on facebook uh my patreon is awesome it's just a huge community we uh it's inside of you on patreon patreon and my patrons are amazing and uh it's such an it's so much fun just take a look at it i think you'll dig it and i have another uh, patreon that's just with john heater about horror movies called where have all the good horror movies gone check that out if you want that's about it, really. Camp Rosie is uh, <clears throat> still planned for October thirty first weekend, Halloween weekend, adult summer camp that I created, and my friend Old Davy in New York is helping me out with it. So hopefully we'll be uh, smooth sailing by then. Who knows? I don't. I don't know. I just can't. I can't not plan for things. I'm not going to just cancel things because it's it sucks now. Um. And uh, I will say this. Uh, I'm not, I don't get political. I said one tweet on the, um, <clears throat> on the Twitter, and it just said, if you are not upset by uh, what happened to George Floyd, you're not a human being. And I, that's, that's the one tweet I sent. I stand by it. I can't imagine anyone watching that and thinking otherwise. Um, I don't get political, but this is, uh, it's heartbreaking and every time I've seen it I won't watch it anymore. It just it feels like the first time I can't believe I'm watching that something like that would happen. And the guy with a po- his hand in his pocket, it just man. It just I mean enrages me. So callous sitting there like, hey, the man is I'm not gonna get in. You've heard it a million times. So let's get away from that. Let's get into something else. Let's get into Henry Winkler, the uh Barry. You'd love this guy. He's been in a lot of Sandler films, Scream. The guy is just, I love this man. And um, he's sort of like a father figure to me. He always checks in on me. And uh, we're going to check in on him. So let's get inside of Henry Winkler. It's my point of view. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio audience. Is
1: there an introduction? No. We're just starting?
0: Yeah, yeah. I do an introduction later. Oh,
1: you do? I
0: Obviously, we worked together a long time ago. You were on here a while ago when the f- podcast first started. And I remember being in a plane with you. And I remember then you were always clean. I'd call it maybe a little OCD in a way. I'm OCD with certain things. You
1: oh, co- no, no. I... I... I carried for my entire, um, uh, at least the last 10 years, I washed down the entire area in the pocket, the magazine. I washed it. People next to me. (laughs) I washed the people next to me.
0: My arm. Yeah.
1: Your arm. uh, Because I always thought, you know, the wonderful people who clean a plane are under such pressure to clean it so fast in order to get the next passengers on, I wasn't sure the airline cared about the cleanliness I needed.
0: Well, you know, that made me think of today and the situation we're all in. And it made me think, wow, if Henry was cleaning shit up then, boy, is he looking out now. I I don't imagine you to be a person who has left the house probably in quite some time.
1: No, I leave the house. I need to walk.
0: So yeah. let me ask you, with all this, I look at you, and you look, well, you look comfortable. You've got the beard going. Are you growing the hair out in the beard? its its Is it for Barry when it ever comes back? No. Uh,
1: you know what? We were one day away from filming. We were at the table reading the scripts all together as a cast. So
0: you knew the lines probably for the first episode.
1: And... We were sent home and I've never left. You know, I go to the grocery store. Now I've stopped doing that. My old my my children have begged me not to go.
0: Well to you're healthy, food. but still. But Max and Zoe go, what do they tell you to go to Instacart? And they right
1: say, uh, you know, can I get you something? Uh, they will go instead. But I love just going out, you know, with my mask and my gloves. And I take a uh I take my uh, my Clorox.
0: Oh yes, yeah, you. So when
1: I take something off the shelf, I wipe it down before I put it in my cart.
0: I love that. I mean, you're someone who is so busy your entire life. You you, you look at your resume. You look at Henry is always doing something. He's yeah. directing. He's producing. He's writing. He's at a con. He's at. You're lecturing. You're being a dad. You're being a. a so you're always doing something and all of a sudden now a lot of people look at this. I'm, you know, I'm not saying so many people have it way worse. This is not a, a we're not talking about that. I'm just saying oh, I'm how not complaining. I'm just saying how it affects people's lives and how your life has been affected.
1: Well, it, it slowed us down. We started doing jigsaw puzzles. Mm. Um, you know, if it goes on much longer, I will have to think because. You know, as a uh, um, uh, the 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 family, there are thirteen members now, and uh, people need help. There are um, good acquaintances of the family who need help, so you do what you can.
2: Do you and think
1: then there is the the world yeah. that needs help, and you do what you can?
0: Well, what about therapy? Do you feel like you know I, I could probably use therapy? I believe in therapy. Do you go to therapy?
1: I have
2: gone to therapy. Yeah. Recently. Absolutely. Yeah, recently, sure. And when you- I, I love therapy. I have learned
1: the more you know about yourself, the more you know about every human being on this
2: on this earth.
0: And what have you found out about yourself that you didn't know?
2: I was uh not necessarily
1: um as strong as I thought I was. I was not um I was not as together as I thought I was, mm-hmm. and then through therapy, you learn. You know what I see. Th- you know I, this is exactly the way I see it. I see myself as a big block of Swiss cheese, <laughs> and through therapy, I'm trying to become cheddar. I'm trying to fill in all the holes.
0: Are, are there some things that you, when you find out about yourself, is it sort of are you taken aback by it? like, wow, am, am, is that me? Am I not? Do you aspire to prove, I don't know, prove your therapist wrong? But when you hear something they say, you're like, I want to be more of that. How do I get there? And do you see yourself doing the work?
1: I I say when I find something, I go, not that uh, I'm, you know what it does? It makes me sad that it took me this long to figure that out, whatever that is. Uh, I wasted so much time. In my life, um, you know, not looking for the answer, not uh, looking for a way to uh, blossom like a flower, like a flower.
0: Like a rose.
1: You know, I I wish I had done it uh, in my 20s.
0: But what is that one thing? Is it a a culmination of things?
1: Uh, Uh, I'm more defensive than I thought I was.
0: You're a defensive person.
1: I can be, and I, I thought I wasn't.
0: And who did you? Is it something you hear from other people for a while, and then you realize, oh, wait, they're right. And you kind of, I don't believe you. I'm not defensive. I'm, and then someone objectively tells you, you know, no, maybe- I
1: finally, when, when you talk about it, I finally see the behavior happening going, oh, this is it you know when when you are first told about something whether it be from a friend or a, uh your your spouse or your children or your therapist or whatever it is it sounds like they're speaking russian when they're trying to tell you about yourself and you're not open to see it it's like a foreign language and one
2: day all of a sudden it makes sense you go Oh, that's what they meant. Because you're actually seeing it
1: in in action.
0: And what do you get from that? Yeah, what do you get from that when you uh, honestly, when you realize what you're doing? You exactly what I get. you, You could catch yourself.
2: I get. I get. I get. I'll tell you what I get. I get. Oh, I I love emerging from the the cocoon yeah I'm coming out and I'm feeling
1: good. do you just feel bigger <laughs> more expansive.
0: do, you, do you, <laughs> I can see it happening now. It just makes you happy that you've acknowledged that do you do you find yourself why you're doing this do, uh, why you're talking to someone and you you could feel yourself defensive and do you ever stop yourself and saying, do you acknowledge it? I'm being defensive or you wild. just grow cr-
1: no i do you you know what Uh, You know, I used to do this with my kids. They would come in and I would be angry about uh, something, you know, uh, a rule broken or whatever. And all of a sudden, I would hear my parents fly out of my mouth and I would go,
2: what? All right, hold it. That's not what I meant to say. That's not the way I meant to say it. I'm backing up. This is what I meant to say. And you know what? When you
1: admit that, your children don't think you're weak or you're less than. They go, oh, wow, thanks. You're, a, you, wow, you you acknowledge
2: me. And this is at six or 26. Go, cool. yeah, oh, yeah. I, or
1: they would come in and I would be in touch and I would go, what? I just want to say it's, it's right here. Whatever is bothering me is right here and it's going to come right out. So you have a choice. You can either continue or leave the room and come back. Um, and let's talk later. And eventually the children would come
2: in, size me up. Go, I'll see you later. They would just know. Wow. You know what, dad? I'm gonna take a break. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna I give I, you a break. I... <laughs> I'm not gonna talk to you about
1: this right now. I'm gonna come back.
0: Oh my god! I don't. I just don't think that was in my parents' vocabulary. I don't think you do know. You know what?
1: Do you know what? It is something that you do with other people, and then you make it something you do. It can be an adult. It can be a child. It can be anybody. When you're in touch. Say you know what? Now is not a good time. And I'm telling you, you do that twice. Another human being, if they are at all aware, they're going to see. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'll come back. I'm going to have a a bagel and some some cream cheese.
0: (laughs) There's there's something really powerful about that. And I'll tell you what else is powerful. It's powerful when you could when you're sitting there and you're having a conversation and you start to realize why am I pushing this? Why, why am I pushing this person and still sort of, even though you're like, I'm right, I'm right. Why am I doing this though? What do I have to, why am I, why do I have to be right? And there's something in stopping yourself and saying, you know what? I'm sorry. I, I, this is just to stop and say, Hey, this is ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm worked up about this and I don't need to be right. And you don't need I don't know. I've, I've done that. And when I do that, I feel better to just stop and say, apologize to someone because.
1: You know what? You're exactly right, Michael. And and, I, and I'll tell you that to just make that your habit. Oh, I just realized I'm reflected in the Steve Martin poster behind you. I'm on the screen twice.
0: You are? Yeah. For you, but not for me.
1: If you turned around, you would see that I'm in the poster, right? Um, by the red a uh, bottom.
0: You know Steve Martin. You know Steve Martin pretty well. I met
1: him twice. I went to see his show at the Troubadour. Right. I uh, met him on the plane going to Las Vegas to celebrate a birthday.
2: He was on the plane. He, I did him a favor four times. I did him a
1: favor when he appeared at. Universal Amphitheater and I just walked on stage when he was singing King Tut.
2: King Tut. moved walked behind
1: him and because I did him that favor when I produced Ron Howard's celebration for Cinematech. He got the Cinematech Award. I don't know if they even do that anymore. Uh, I, Ron Howard, I mean, uh, 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 Steve Martin came and was part of that celebration
0: so you consider him a friend
1: no an acquaintance
0: an acquaintance it's hard to it's hard to differentiate that in hollywood isn't it i mean you meet someone you see them you get along you know everybody's friends everybody's you know oh yeah i'm friends with that guy i'm friends with that guy acquaintance is kind of like you know
1: i met him i no longer think i no longer think i saw and I I can't mention names, but I'm walking on the beach in Malibu and I
2: saw two titans at that time in the industry. One was the head of uh, a massive agency. One was the head of a studio and they were best friends. But their friendship was as best As their need was. And as soon as
1: the need was over and the industry changed.
0: So when, when people don't need each other in a certain way, I need you for this this
1: industry anyway,
0: isn't that something?
1: Yeah. uh, Now there are certain people that are really good friends. You and I have stayed in touch. We have stayed close. Uh, We did a pilot many years ago that didn't go anywhere. Um, and there has never been a need for us to be friends except for we really like each other.
0: Yeah, I do. I admire you. I feel like you're a, you're a mentor, not only to me, but for you know a lot of people. And uh, I, I just like you. You know, I, I think of uh, I always tell you this, but my one regret is not going fly fishing with you. And I will someday show up somewhere where you're fly fishing.
1: It's a magnificent thing to do, fly fishing, but. A general
2: friendship in this industry is based on need, the need of each other uh, in the industry, not
1: because we respect each other.
0: That makes me sad. And, yep. I, and I, know, I know you're it's right. A reality. It's a reality. And it also makes you sort of be a little guarded with people, doesn't it? It makes you feel like, you know, I know what they want from me and they're nice to me now
2: and they need me.
1: That's another thing I learned. You don't have to be guarded.
2: I have learned to let people in at varying degrees. I enjoy people very much. I enjoy meeting people.
1: And then, um, but I don't have to let them all the way in in order to be then disappointed and have to flush them out. What about
0: Bill Hader?
1: Oh, Bill Hader.
0: Will he be a friend for life?
1: I hope so. I have great talks with Bill. I do great work with Bill. He guides me. He writes for me. I mean, I'm, I'm only talking about myself now, not just the rest. But we have had
2: wonderfully.
1: Oh, my wife is calling. Get it, get it. Yeah. Hi, honey. I'm at the computer. I'm um, doing a Zoom interview with Michael Rosenbaum.
2: Tell her I said
0: hello.
1: So I'll call you later.
0: Uh bill hater so you say you hope because it's a relationship you have it's not like you go dancing with him you don't go eating with them at sometimes you have lunch but you know sometimes this is a work relationship you like him you enjoy him whether
1: I really like him.
0: how do you not he seems like such a wonderful guy
1: he's so complex
2: he's such a a great creator and goofy um seem like a wonderful dad he
1: i i'm crazy about him
2: that's awesome and
1: i i you know only time will tell
0: you know how many leading men can you say that about that you've worked with where you're not you know you're obviously both so important to the show you're both emmy award winners and but like how many guys have you worked with co-stars that
2: you actually really like
1: um well adam sandler
2: ron howard definitely. Um, um uh, the other the other guys from Happy days Marion
1: Ross oh yeah, oh my God, oh my god uh oh Jason Bateman, I always write Jason Bateman about uh what he has done either I've seen him in a movie or uh you know his uh, Ozark mm. i mean there are others there are others there are some people that i I called after we worked together in the 80s. Right. And I'm still waiting for them to return. the <laughs> And we're at 2020. Now.
0: Son of a bitch.
1: And I, I'm an, an internal optimist.
0: Do you get offended when uh, someone doesn't reciprocate? When someone, if you it send it, if someone doesn't send a message you back to you, you get a little offended. You, it hurts you.
1: It used to. It took me a while to send a message. I've done what I wanted to do. That's it
0: do you ever send another one just in case that went to junk?
1: No, because a lot of times they are handwritten letters
0: that's special. I don't think a lot of people write uh, have handwritten letters
1: yeah sometimes I feel so compelled to write a letter uh Sam Rockwell
2: uh, he did a uh, with uh, Michelle Williams. I wrote them both um, Sandy Newton uh, there is an English show called. Line of Duty, line of duty. Uh, it's on uh, I shouldn't say this because I'm an HBO guy, but it, it's on a, another network. I
0: think know? that's okay, huh? You could do that, it's okay. You like other shows that are on another network, other shows, that's that's normal.
1: I wrote Sandy Newton in season four was wow, extraordinary.
0: That was almost a Christopher Walken you did just there.
1: Wow. Uh, christopher walken i did i worked with him in click what a guy oh, you know what i was a freshman at yale drama school i in as a freshman you couldn't act so i was an usher and uh christopher walken started as a dancer on broadway oh, he was yeah. a dancer and he was, then he turned actor, and he was um, uh, hired by the professional uh, repertory company at Yale to play in Caligula.
2: He played wow.
1: Caligula. And I watched him every night. He was amazing. And then years later, I was in Click with him.
0: And what'd you say to him? You came up to him and said it, Chris? I
1: was at Yale. I was there. I was a student when you were a professional in the company. Wow.
0: Wow. I- I remember that. I did collect. I call a don't was a remember
1: if he remembered because he's a very idiosyncratic fellow. Then I saw him on Broadway and I I with um Zoe Kazan and and Sam Rockwell in I Left My Hand or I Left My Left Hand in Seattle. That's probably not the title. <laughs> but he was, they were amazing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I worked with Walken, too, and I just remember, you know, me at the very end of the shoot, I wait till the last day, and I said, hey, could you sign my, um?" it was King of New York DVD? <laughs> it was like 90-something. He goes, sure. And I go, yeah, I just put to Michael uh, from Chris, whatever.
2: So he goes, to Michael from Chris Walken. And then he wrote
0: 2020. Circled it and goes. Oh no, two thousand one, whatever it was. And he goes, no, it's two thousand. Not that it matters, but it was. It was two thousand. He circled. goes, two thousand in my face. And he, I tell you, he what? He's a weird guy.
1: Wow, but, but so,
0: so good, so talented. <laughs> this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's. You know, I was reading all this stuff on, online about you just, uh, you know, on, on Twitter. How, you, you know, you always, be, I like how you just sort of talk about what's happening with you. And one thing kind of just, you know, you say, I know you're dyslexic, you know. Yes, I am. And you've written books about these things, yes, about a character, your character, the character. Uh,
1: hey, can I show you? Can I be? It's my newest book with Lynn Oliver. What? It's um, from, it's a middle school reader. And it's called Alien Superstar. We just turned in the second volume, the, the second installment. And it's about this alien who leaves his planet. And the, the rocket ship lands at the only address they know in America, which is the back lot of Universal Studios. And uh, he gets a job on a, a sitcom as an alien.
0: And what is the sort of the message in there?
1: Well, the underlying message is a comedy. We write only comedies, right. but the underlying message is body shaming mm. because the star of the show, the 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 mother who manages the the female star of the show that our alien gets on, is always worried about calories, always worried about her, and you know lets her have the the salad but not the egg. Can't have the egg in the salad. It's about what happens if I um, acknowledge and, and say what my true self is, will I still be accepted? Because he can transform into an earthling. His real name is Buddy Berger on the earth. Buddy, because the first person he meets on the earth keeps calling him Buddy. Hey, hey buddy. buddy. Where are you from? Hey, Buddy, what's your name? Buddy. And Berger is because he sees a stand just over the guy's shoulder that says cheeseburgers 495 <laughs> so he goes buddy burger that's how he gets his
0: name see it's and this is for middle middle kids middle, middle grade middle school so kids, like middle grade. Um,
1: a fourth to seventh grade
0: how important Third is that how grade. important is it for them to have that message those messages of, well, I think it's really important. of respect it's
1: also friendship keeping your word and we don't hit anybody on the head. It's just woven into the, you know, it's like uh, Hank Zipser. Yep. Uh, there were so many uh, lessons in that.
0: How many uh, did you do? How many books of Hank Zipser? There
1: have been thirty-five novels for children. And
0: you just ended that probably a couple years ago, right?
1: Uh, two years ago.
0: Two years ago was the that last was twenty-eight.
1: 20. Twenty-eight novels all told in the Hank Zipser.
0: Is this a lot of work? Writing this book
1: you know, it it is a lot of work and it's hard for me. I mean, that is the partnership is amazing. There are so many different kinds of partnerships because Lynn does the heavy lifting. I do the walking, the talking. She does the sitting at the computer, the typing. She knows the rules of writing. And then she's got an idea and I sit back and then she does the typing and then reads it back to me, and we argue over every word. So we're completely (laughs) intertwined in the process. But if I didn't have her, there would be no book.
0: Uh, You you said, because we got into this, because I said dyslexic, you said, I'm dyslexic, and when I'm driving to location to set, I have to call the first assistant director 12 times to guide me. Otherwise, I would never be on camera. GPS guides me to nowhere.
1: Yeah, that's true. I have it on my phone. I've got ways, I've got the GPS, I type in the exact address. I then all of a sudden I'm I'm daydreaming and I didn't hear where the hell the left was. So I have to call whoever the AD is and say, okay, this is where I am. How do I get to you? And I always leave early to leave room for getting lost. I have driven by with my wife our house after dinner, uh, when we used to be able to go out, I drove, she said, were you going to turn into the driveway or are you surprising?
0: me?" <laughs> does this happen a lot? Does, she, does it worry your wife? Like, I need you to go see a doctor. I need you to have your mind looked at, or does she, she this has she always been part of Henry.
1: She knows my problem.
0: Has this always been though? Uh, besides the dyslexia. Always. Do you-
1: always. I can't if, find if my keys. doesn't I, help me technically, I could never Zoom. You have to invite me. I, can't, I don't know how to invite somebody.
0: Right. But, but this, So this has nothing to do. I mean, you're obviously a really smart guy. I can't figure out things that others, you know, I have you know difficulty. I've always, like, with reading and things like that and comprehending, I have to usually read it a couple of times. I have to, to absorb right, it. My ADD, it just is too overwhelming where I have to really focus. And it's hard. So learning lines. Do you have problems with that?
1: Absolutely. I work on it, and I know I've got a problem. Uh, you know, it, what it is, it's also accepting this is who I am, so this is what I have to do if I want to pursue what I love.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you... I
1: thought I couldn't fly fish because I don't have great eye-hand coordination. I played ball, um, softball for the first time when I was 28 years old, uh, uh, for the team, the Happy Days team. Uh, they taught me in between scenes on the set, Stage 19, Paramount Studios. Uh, Walter Von uni was our dialogue coach uh, supervisor. And Ron and Anson and Donnie taught me how to play ball um, in uh, behind the cameras.
0: Were you good? Did you turn out being a good player?
2: I was a great pitcher. I couldn't catch an all right hitter, and I could run fast,
1: but I became like a shutout pitcher.
0: Isn't it something that you probably focused so much on what you were really good at that that's why you got great? Because you were like, if I can't be good at these other things, this is what I'm going to be great at.
1: Yeah, but I never, I never thought I could be good like fishing. I never, I, I, I wasted so much time
2: not fishing because I thought I couldn't fish instead of just try. See, that's,
0: I think that's the message that I'm going to write a book for middle, uh, middle graders, middle school kids about just trying. I think that's That's a very, very important thing you say for years and years. I'm like, well, I don't sing. Well, I'm not a great singer. I could kind of sing, uh, you know, so I shouldn't make an album. And then I said, fuck it. I'm going to make an album. And I made an album, and it came out last year, and I love it. And I, you know, this is, and I'm starting to really. It's, and it's hard to believe, but when you start doing things just because you love them, and you want to do them, and you don't think about I'll fail. I
1: have nothing to say except you're correct.
0: Right, and you're probably a great fisherman.
1: I my style is ugly, but I catch the fish.
0: All right, this is called. Shit talking with Rosenbaum. It's for my patrons. They're very de- uh, devoted fans. Answer these quickly. Molly W. With the sometimes cynical and self-centered world we live in, how do you fight through the negativity to be such a positive and loving light?
1: Some of it is natural. Some of it is just the way I think. Others is, um, uh, and another. Uh, if I let that cynicism
2: in, I feel horrible. Do I want to feel that way? No. I groom it out.
0: Emily asks, what has been your favorite project to work with Adam Sandler?
1: I never have a favorite because it's always the next one. Like I don't have a favorite book because I always think the next one, this, this is it. This is definitely it until the next one. At which time I go, oh no, 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 no. It's this one.
0: Jennifer and N. Favorites. Jennifer N. Do you still keep in touch with some of the cast from Happy Days?
1: I do all of them that are still with us. I do.
0: Nico P. You've accomplished so much in your career. What keeps you still motivated? Motivated still. I don't
1: know. I love what I do. You know, um, uh, acting is like a puzzle where you have to create a human being, except all the
2: pieces are variations of blue and I have to put it together and it makes me so
1: happy.
0: Lucas M, love your character on uh, on Barry. Does your inspiration for your uh, character, Gene, come from a real life acting coach that you had in the past?
1: There was an acting coach here in LA that I never had that people uh, uh, told me that they wrote. I've had teachers, I've had uh, from college and graduate school in theater, I had 14 teachers on which to draw on my imagination. I have taught four master classes in my life. I taught three at Emerson and one at, no, five, one at South by Southwest and one at Northwestern. And I drew on that. Wow. And then he came out. This year, I don't know what's going to happen. Because uh, now I
2: know. And I don't know how they're going to take where they're going to take the story.
0: Do you have any say in that? No. Jamie H., who's your favorite actor and why? That could be of all time.
1: You of all time. It could be
0: anybody now, then. Um,
1: Anthony Hopkins, Spencer Tracy, uh, Ron Howard, because he was like an unbelievable acting partner.
2: Oh, my God. Um, Bill, I would have to say Bill. You know,
1: the, the kids in my class on Barry, each one of them is a home run hitter unto themselves. And they have so
2: little to do. And yet we are so tight. Um, Ryan. um, Handsome. Younger. Gosling. Gosling. Thank you.
1: Okay. I couldn't.
0: (laughs) Hey, Tim H. What was your favorite? uh, What was your favorite guy to hang? What? What's that? I love him. Tim H. You don't know him, but he's handsome. Who's your favorite guy to hang out with on better late than never show?
1: Each one is unto themselves. Uh, Bill Hader. Uh, Bill Hader. Bill Shatner. You has love Bill? Read, Bill Shatner has, has read every book ever written by a human being on the planet and wants you to know what's on every page. Uh, uh, Terry Bradshaw is as big as Oklahoma. Uh, <laughs> this is my imitation.
2: Of George Foreman, where anywhere, at any time, day or night, he sits down, out like a light. No. He can nap through chaos. That's a gift, Henry.
0: I wish I could just sleep like that.
2: That is a gift. Andrew C. And, uh, Jeff
1: Die is adorable. Jeff, Jeff
2: Die, I love Jeff Die.
1: Yeah, Jeff Die just got a new puppy. He calls uh, Bud. I think he's called Bud. And the dog is gorgeous. I'm yep. watching the dog grow up on Twitter.
0: I love that little dog. He's such a good guy. I just did his podcast. Oh Andrew C. What's been your favorite television series to direct to direct for to date and why?
1: I would have to say not a television series but a movie called Memories of Me starring Billy Crystal and Alan King Memories of Me I'm uh, that and uh, it just touches me
0: Carly T what three books would you recommend to all children who have a chance to read to
1: all children There is, I I don't know the name of it, but it is, it has no words. It is by
2: a French artist and it is color and there's yellow and you press on the yellow and you turn the page and you've pushed yellow and blue together and there's green. Amazing.
0: That's pretty damn cool.
1: There is um, well for children who have a hard time reading. I would have to say um, <clears throat> Hank Zipser because I'll, I'll show you why. Please, these are first, second, and third grade readers. Uh, here's Hank, and you'll notice that the font. Is different from all other fonts because it makes it easier for the beginning reader to negotiate their eyes and the page. I wish I had this growing up. Me too. Here's Hank. I'm not kidding. I, I'm not because I'm associated
2: with it. It's incredible, and um, they're funny.
0: I love how proud you are, and you should be proud of that book. Can I ask it, you one more question? One more. You're w- winning an Emmy. Winning an Emmy. I mean, was it unexpected? Were you really, truly unex- not feeling that you weren't going to win?
1: I have been nominated about a million times before. You sit there. The first Emmy I was ever nominated, somebody gave me a, a, a silver a keychain that was a thumb uh you you rubbed your thumb on it, it was a worry uh keychain and i was supposed to take it with me and i have been nominated my name has been called i never left my chair and from 1970
2: until 2018 19 My name has been called and I left my chair and it was
1: exhilarating. Were you excited?
0: Were you were you nervous?
1: I was nervous. I was excited. I'm proud. I um
2: I love that once in my life I have won the prize of our
1: industry. I'm sorry. You know, some people say I don't care. You know, what does it mean? It's an award. Yeah, you know, some people say I use it as a doorstop in the bathroom. I actually don't.
0: And it's, I think that's I bullshit when I, they say it's that. It's on
1: the dining room table. And uh, fuck
0: it. Fuck it. Well, listen, this has been great. Listen, I love I love the beard. I, I, it's just different. It's like I could see you as Jack Nicholson, day 14 of The Shining. Zoe, I want you to pick me up some goddamn frozen peas. And Max, get your ass over here, and I want you to do something with the dog because it's bothering me. That's you look great. like Nicholson, kind
2: Michael, of. Michael, that's
1: great. Oh, thanks. Now, he I met three or four times, and I, he is a, one of my favorite actors. He is, uh, he's, like, touched by God.
0: Was he nice in person? Yes. Like you liked him? Yes. What did he say? He was like, "How are you, Henry?"
1: Yeah, nice. <laughs> he spoke in syllables. You know, I met. Uh, he spoke in syllables. Well, and I was, I was thrilled to meet him in person.
0: How many times have you seen The Shining? I uh, once. Did you love it?
1: I'm not great at
0: horror. You don't like scary. All right. Well. All right, well, listen, I love you. I'm going to call you. I'm going to email you. I'm, I might even write you a handwritten letter.
2: Okay.
0: You know, thank you for allowing me to be inside of you again. I love you, sir. Bye. Bye. I love Henry Winkler. Who doesn't love Henry Winkler? It was so funny. Uh, just at the end, he's like, well, Michael, I'm getting tired. <laughs> Which means enough with the interview. It's, it's our second time. I mean, the guy is, you know, he's, he's, a, he's a legend. And uh, he's a friend, and uh, I'm just grateful that he did it, that he came back and talked about uh, how he's feeling, what's going on in his world, and um, it's just always a pleasure to have him on. June 20th, um, Rob Danson and I are doing a stage, at two stages, uh, both Pacific Time, 2 o'clock p.m. on Saturday, June 20th, and then 6 o'clock. The 2 o'clock's for the overseas uh, uh, fans and friends, and uh, the 6 o'clock is for... Same for everyone. uh We played a stage it a couple weeks ago and it just was so much fun. We played some really cool covers, some originals, a couple left on Laurel songs, and uh I just loved it. There'll be some great prizes. And a shout out to uh, all my charities Ronald McDonald House. We raised a lot of money, Tom, Kristen, and I for the Omaze uh, reunion thing. um A lot of money, and it just made me really happy that we did my charity of choice, the Ronald McDonald House of Los Angeles. But you could donate to any Ronald McDonald House. Foodonfoot.org hugely helps the organization. Um become a $98 club member. I'm one. I'll see you down there when we can go down there and do the feedings again. Um great folks. Great people who are homeless who just want to have a new life. And uh Echoes of Hope. And of course ARM Animal Rescue Mission. My friend Shira, you, I'm sure you're seeing tweets and retweets of mine. But make sure you uh help those animals out man she has just she's single like me but she spends her entire life helping animals so also make sure you, you you follow if you're listening and you're liking the show i just encourage you to email a bunch of friends and say please subscribe and, and listen and give it a chance that's all i ask you know the handles at inside of you podcast on instagram and at inside of you pod on twitter we're on facebook uh the patreon i love it um inside of You patreon account i've got over 500 beautiful patrons And uh we do so many fun things. Check that out. Check out a tier. There's so many different levels. I mean, you can come on for I think you come on for nothing, can't you? Just whatever. Just look at it and see if you like it. It's a great community and people are becoming friends. And I could name them off the top of my head, most of them. And then the other patron is John Heater and I. If you like horror movies, where have all the good horror movies gone? It's only on Patreon. Um here's a shout out to all the patrons. Nancy D. Mary B, Leah S, Trisha F, Sarah V, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Lauren G, Nico P. Hi Nico, you just text me. Angelina G Lee, that's what I call her. Cherry W, Kevin R, Emily K, Bob B, Robert B, Jason W, Kristen K, Andrew C, Allison L, Jason D. Raj, Sean, what's up Sean W? Sorry about that, boys. Joshua D., Emily S., CJP, Rocks Raccoon, Samantha M., Hamza. Hamza, just sent a package. Jennifer M., a lot of people I sent a package to um, for those tiers on patrons. Jennifer N., Stacey B., Carly T., Vanessa in the Sky, Reem, Jennifer S., Janelle B., Neil W., Tabitha C., Kimberly E., Melissa C. We're almost done. Mikey, Jake M., Marisa N., Catherine. Hi, Marisa. Hi, Catherine M. Jack S., Carly Smale. Uh, Judith D. Ramira, Chris F., Sarah F., Chad W., Leanne P., Darla W., Jockey, Jackie, Jalkie, Jalkie, Jackie P., Rodrigo S., Rachin, Rachin, you know I like to mess your name up. I love you. Travis B., Ray A., Maya P., Megan D., Demario, Ooh, Demario. Tina J., Jennifer C., Maddie S., Tiffany L., Kendrick F., Ashley E., Kelly W., you guys are awesome. I say it every time, and thank you for your, I mean, look at this. I mean, look at this. There's a list of just top-tier patrons. I mean, and every patron out there who listens to the show or who who uh, gives zero but, but just listens to it or gives a buck a month or whatever it is, I don't care. It's just brilliant that you support the podcast and uh, keep it going. And uh, i got to do some bonus stuff today after I'm done recording here. I'd like to read a, a letter, fan letter. Uh, this is from Bobby. Hi, Mr. Rosenbaum, Mr. Rosenbaum. I'd like, how about Michael Rosie? I feel so old. I'm I'm Mr. Rosenbaum. Mr. Rosenbaum. This is Bobby, and I'm so grateful for your kind words in these troubled times. I've listened to your episodes with Dave Bautista and Justin Long and thought they were great and look forward to uh, hearing more. Again, thanks so much. It truly puts a smile on my face. Bobby H. All right, this is another fan letter from Audrey. My dad rarely told me he loved me until I was an adult. He wasn't affectionate and had the worst temper I've ever seen in, in a human. He often said and did things that hurt deeply, hurt deeply, and that was how he showed how he loved me, I guess. He was not the type of man who would just go for a walk. He didn't want me to be afraid, and that was how he taught. he thought he could help me. He expressed his love in ways that I couldn't understand until I was older. I also know now that he suffered a lot of pain inside for a long time. Enough, though, I try to let go of all the pain and abuse I went through as a kid. I know that I could hold on to that love. That's what I can choose to keep from my father. I don't know that I would have been able to come to that conclusion had I not listened to your podcast. So thank you to you and your whole team. Thank you so much. Please keep doing what you're doing. I'm going to say that again please keep doing what you're doing audrey you got me i feel something right in here and it makes me feel i don't know makes me feel like maybe sometimes i'm doing something right uh i'm glad i helped you i'm glad just me being honest maybe helped you and uh I always love it when you know whether I say something or a guest, usually it's the guest say something, and it someone out there
2: it connects with, whether it's Mary or Raj or Audrey or
0: Leah or Leanne or little Lisa or I mean, I can go on, but it makes me feel damn good and it makes me feel good to be a human being, and it makes me uh want to keep doing this so thank you so much thanks to my guest henry winkler and uh thank you guys thank you for allowing me to be inside each and every one of you and um again we got new merch on the uh inside of you inside of you online we got sweatshirts they're going fast uh black shirts with uh my face on it and uh a gray shirt that just says inside of you and um so it's cool and uh i'm shipping them all out myself right now so uh i love you all Thank you for uh, supporting me, supporting this show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville Rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot, but Tom did, and they had some real big, smoochy scenes.
2: Yeah. Should we talk about that? could there
0: be any more sex what was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going good lord we get it they have chemistry jump in now or
2: catch up on any of the past seasons of talkville on youtube or wherever you listen